Good morning, historians from around the internet. Welcome back to the Old History Project. This specifically is the Old History Podcast. So, no new updates this week. Um, still working on that, uh, on the project I can't talk about. But we haven't been able to go out there because it's been so rainy and muddy for the last two weeks straight. It's like nature's working against us here in the metal detecting, but... Uh, it ain't going nowhere. So, as far as that goes. So let's just dive right into the podcast this week. Um, before we begin, uh, it's going to be about the Battle of Peleliu. Um, let's try, trying to toss around ideas on what to make the podcast about this week. And my great-grandfather was actually in the Battle of Peleliu. He was with the uh, USMC, one of the... Uh, many troops that landed on the island. But we'll talk more about that here in just a little later. So let's dive right in. Alright, so the Battle of Peleliu. In September 15th, 1944. Now before we talk about the Battle of Peleliu itself, um, it's one of the Palau Islands in the Western Pacific. It's a very rocky uh, island with his, lots of caves and uh, pretty unique terrain. Though there are already about 10,000 Japanese troops all up in them caves because um, they, they had studied the landscape. They knew it. You know, they knew that the Americans were on their way. But anyway, it's a volcanic island, six miles long, two miles wide. Um, had an airfield on it, which was uh, one reason that the Americans, the Allies, wanted to gain control of the island. General uh, Douglas MacArthur had pushed for an amphibious attack in order to neutralize the threat of the uh, 10,000 Japanese soldiers already stationed there. Admiral William Halsey had reported that the uh, enemy resistance in the region was far less than expected and recommended that the landings on the Palau's be canceled. Um, and MacArthur's invasion of a uh, late gulf in the Philippines be moved up to October. MacArthur and uh, Chester, Chester, Admiral Chester Nimitz followed Halsey's advice about late, but they chose to go ahead with the attack on Peleliu. On the morning of September 15th, the 1st Marine Division landed on the southwest corner of Peleliu. Uh, U.S. forces had refined their amphibious strategy over about a year of fighting in the Pacific and kind of learning, developing new strategies. And they almost had it down to, you know, they could read it like the palm of the hand. Massive Naval bombardment of the land-based targets preceded troop landings, which were supported by strafing and bombing runs by carrier-based aircraft. The troops arrived on shore in waves gathering on an island's beaches uh, until they had sufficient numbers to push inland. These methods worked in earlier landings and was honestly there was no reason why they shouldn't work again. Now the Japanese also had learned from the past attacks. They took new strategy aimed at bogging the enemy invaders down for days and inflicting massive casualties. 
trying to push the Allies into a negotiated peace. Now, as I stated earlier, Peleliu's, Peleliu had many caves and uh, connected all by tunnels. This allowed the Japanese to hunker down and come out mostly unscathed from the uh, bombardment from the aircraft. And they held out for four days before U.S. forces were even able to secure a southwest area of Peleliu, including the key little airstrip. When the Marines turned north and began their advance, they were targeted along the way by a pretty heavy artillery fire and a fusillade of small arms fire from the Japanese forces inside the caves. Now the Marines, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce that, that name, they nicknamed the mountain uh, Bloody Nose Ridge. And over the next eight days, because the Japanese forces uh, were so dug into the cave, uh, sustained about 50% casualties in some of the most vicious and costly fighting on the Pacific Theater. Now, meanwhile, also in light of this, uh, the 81st, the Army's uh, 81st Infantry, answered Anguar and, and Ulithi also in the Palau's relatively quickly. And the, the, now, the members of the 321st Regiment and later the 323rd were also were later sent to aid the 1st Marine Division. They were arriving in time to make a renewed attack on Bloody Nose Ridge from the west on September 24th. Now, while the combined Army and Marine forces were able to run the Japanese out of, out of the mountain, they still managed to hold out and would only be dislodged after much more bloodshed throughout October. More U.S. reinforcements arrived, and the mountain was finally neutralized on November 25th. And the Japanese refused to surrender, and virtually all of them would be killed in this battle. Now, the Battle of Peleliu resulted in the highest casualty rate of any amphibious assault in American military history. Of the 28,000 Marines and infantry troops involved, a full 40% of the Marines and soldiers that fought on the island died or were wounded. For a total of some 9,800 men, uh, 1,800 killed, and somewhere around 8,000 wounded. The high cost of the battle was labor, later attributed to um, Allied overconfidence, uh, inefficiency of pre-landing naval bombardment, and a poor understanding of how Peleliu's terrain was really set up. The overconfidence on the part of the Marine commanders who refused to admit their need for support was also part of a, supposed to be a key factor of why the Allies had such a hard time. Not to mention, you know, how hard the Japanese were dug into that cave or the caves around the mountain. Now, this was thought to be one of the key turning points in the Pacific Theater because the capture of Peleliu uh, served as a means to MacArthur's much desired end, the recapture of the Philippines and the drive towards Japan's home islands um, really kind of just put the tipping scale on the Allies side there. So about my grandfather, his name was uh, Fred Boyer Carmichael. He was a private first class in the Marines. He went to Peleliu of one of the uh, 28,000 troops and he was one of the 8,000 wounded. He got shot 
in the pelvis and was honorably discharged. So um, we'll just cut the podcast off there. Um, hope you guys have a great rest of the weekend. Hope it starts to warm up out there. Maybe we can uh, get out and go do some metal detecting and make a video or two. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for listening.